0: to ESPN, 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region.
1: It's the Sports Hangover hey, with you. Gus Kattengill. Hello,
2: sports hey, fans.
1: Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered.
0: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. <laughs> it's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out,
3: well, that has been an interesting morning in the world of college football as we got a ton to get into. Nick Saban had some words for Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher calling a press conference, 10 o'clock this morning. And, um, boy, they have some words. So we'll get into that here as well as we are live at Katie's 3701 Iberville here in Mid City. Next week we'll be at Bienvenue. Mr. Scott Craig, Chef, uh, Scotty, as you go by on social media. Hey.
4: How are you, sir? Living the dream. How are you? I'm enjoying, um, the, uh, the lover's quarrel between Jimbo and, uh,
5: uh Sabin.
3: Well, I'll tell you what; it'll be interesting to sort of uh, get into it here in a yes. second. Yes, uh, for sure. We will let you hear what took place in College Station this morning as to what it is that we are talking about. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Got a busy morning with you uh, as we will go over Jordan, your Dallas Mavericks. Apparently, not, not my Dallas Mavericks. Oh no, no, that's not what I. Uh, that's not what happened last night. Uh, yesterday, when we were going back and forth. You know, on, on social media and on, also on the show, I you, 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 uh, you pretty much ordained Luka Doncic, the, the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time. He had passed LeBron better than never Giannis. never said this. That's essentially guy. what you said. Never said LeBron. that. LeBron, a minute. That was, that was the is. national
6: media. It's
4: Michael Jordan.
3: No. Not LeBron. Oh no, it's, it's LeBron.
4: He I mean, I'm sorry, it's best. Luka now. No, but Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. On video. There you go. That is the great Chloe, our new, our new front of the house manager, newly ordained. We are very, very proud and happy to have her. She's been a bartender and hostess here for a while, and we just bumped her up to floor manager. Nice,
3: nice. Yeah. Always good to get a promotion, and uh, you know,
4: I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for my promotion. Waiting
3: for his uh, promotion here at some point. So we're gonna have to do that live. You gotta interview. do something
4: first,
7: bro. So we will do yeah, that, you're that here. Right.
3: Uh as well. Celtics in the heat tonight on ESPN seven thirty. Miami three and a half point favorite to lead the series in a best of one uh already. And again, as we said last night was uh interesting. One twelve eighty seven in the game. Luca, your guy, twenty points. Steph Curry twenty one. Better uh, than Michael Jordan. You know. Uh we'll get into that uh here as well. College baseball a big day. Scott, I know you follow the Southland a lot with UNO, and of yep. course, and yep. the Privateers will be playing later today uh, actually at one o'clock one o'clock they will take on hbu in the southeastern bracket over at jordan's whereabouts over there where they line up head coach matt reiser is going to join us on a game day per jordan know, yes they, okay, they reached jordan. out to
6: me hey can we coach come on today all right so like uh, yes absolutely that,
3: all right slu taking on texas a&m corpus christi that is at six o'clock So that's at southeastern at mcneese nichols in 57 minutes we'll begin their game with uiw we spoke with coach silva yesterday and he will talk to us uh he talked to us yesterday about the game and then uh we'll have some fun with that and and see how they do in the tournament they are the four seed taking on the fifth seed northwestern state mcneese a one seed taking on uiw the eighth seed so that will take place when that happens later today so we'll follow those games lsu taking on vandy Scott, uh, the Tigers didn't help themselves last weekend by being swept by Ole Miss. No. It was a costly series, especially since you were a week ago. D1 Baseball and pretty much everyone else had them projected as hosting. They had played their way to hosting again, a right. regional in Baton Rouge. Right now, the latest projection I sent you guys at this morning. And the Tigers are no longer hosting. As a matter of fact, they're in Lubbock, Texas, where Texas Tech would be the one seed, 15 overall national seed. LSU to two-seed Arizona's there. Little
4: ties there, obviously, with Coach Johnson. And then Campbell would be the the fourth team there. It just doesn't matter. They're not going anywhere regardless of where they play. They they have not been cohesive all year. They haven't been able to put together a really good team all year. I mean, you know, they'd win some games, and then the media would – Would crown them once again, you know, LSU's back, they're doing this, they're doing that, you know. They're just, they're not that good. Right. They're just not that good. Okay, well, I'll say this, they can hit. If they can fail in some games, I mean. They can hit when they they want to. Yeah, well, you know. They have no defense. So you have no faith in them, they're done. No, they're done. They're done. No, regardless of where they play.
3: Now when you say done, you mean like no trip to Omaha. But Man, do you not think they're they going to win in the regionals? Gonna, or no, I don't yeah.
4: think they're going to win the regional. Okay. I just I I think this is a team that's building. Johnson's going to bring in his own guys. I know he's got a lot of talent now, but you know Maneri didn't leave him with anything. Okay. You know As that the gentleman a comes team.
6: in wearing an LSU polo shirt.
3: Wearing the LSU polo
6: shirt, was, we'll see. right <laughs> at the right timing.
4: <laughs> he left him with an underachieving set of players, group of
3: players. Right, no doubt. Um. But we'll follow that. Obviously the night's game is at seven o'clock over on ESPN two, six o'clock tomorrow and one o'clock on Saturday. Both of those games, Friday and Sunday is ESPN plus. Okay. Um, the other aspect of it too is Tulane taking on Memphis tonight. They start their final series of the season six thirty tonight. And then they have, um, tomorrow and 1 o'clock on Saturday is when they will be playing. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. But, of course, as we've been talking about this morning, it is just absolute fireworks with Alabama and Texas A&M. You and I are going to talk a little bit about this a lot, and Jordan here as well, over the next three hours. we got time for you. Let me give you the the guest list. Chris Blair, voice of the Tigers, will join us at 12.15, and we'll talk about that series with Vandy. Jake Madison, 12.30, as we continue to see what the Pels are going to do. I found a pretty cool website. Um... it, well, not website, or link. NBA.com. If you go to NBA.com, click Mock Draft, guys. Uh, they have now what is called the Consensus Mock Draft. And what NBA.com is doing is they are taking the top six mock drafts. ESPN, Bleacher Report, CBS, you name it. They're taking the top six um, mock drafts that are out there. Yahoo, SBN, you name it. And they come up with a consensus right like the most in the name that most four of the six have scott is benedict Mathurin. looking up the highlights okay. yeah but a guard from arizona who scored 30 plus points in a game this uh this past I saw postseason. that but,
4: yeah, there's a couple of them that have him going before us.
3: sure i know i'm just saying that's the consensus mock draft of where they are so anyway we'll keep
4: updating that in in
3: because it, it updates itself uh, and they tell you the trends, who's moving up, who's doing that and all that. So we'll keep an eye on that uh, daily because that's what we got all the way to June 23rd. Seven, a 7.57
6: seven on the YouTube highlight reel.
3: A 7-minute 57 highlight, huh? Benedict Mathurin. In, in case uh you have no idea what we're talking about. For Jordan, that is your measure of how good a player is? Yeah,
6: how, how much How much time your YouTube highlights are. All
3: right. So the length of a YouTube highlight, Scott, is how long or how good a player is. If it's long, is. then
6: you're good. If it's short, that means you're trash.
3: Okay. <laughs> short highlights means it's terrible. Okay, I got you.
4: Oh, nice. Right. Hey, God. You. you know, what about they've got this? They've got. Yeah, you're right. But they've got Dyson Daniels coming to the Pelicans. Is one I've seen a lot of. Dyson Daniels was a name that we talked about yesterday. Plus, uh, Ali
3: Cosell really likes uh, Benedict Mathurin. He thought about, look, Shaden Sharp is the guy that a lot of people kind of say the athleticism. The problem is Jordan and others, not just Jordan, but others. Little leery of the fact they didn't play a minute in college basketball. So right. you kind right of don't you're going off of what he did in high school. Does that con- yes. would that concern you? Well, because I think we where went the off with are Kevin right Garnett. now, I could take that chance.
4: We went off with Kevin Garnett did right. in high school. We went off with LeBron James did right. in high school.
3: Hall of Famers though.
4: I, I, I get, it. <laughs> I get it. But that's that what I mean, always tell George.
3: George, like, I well, think think these other guys that came out of high school, like you, you just mentioned the Hall of Famers. You didn't mention these seventy-two high schoolers right. that didn't make it. But yeah, to your point though. There's the potential there. What I was telling Jordan yesterday was you may have the opportunity where you are right now with the Pelicans that you would have done it now that you wouldn't have done it in the past. Like, right now you have 14 guaranteed contracts. Now there's a couple that we're going to get into in the discussion with Jake, Devontae Graham, Garrett Temple, maybe Jackson Hayes removed. So, I mean, you can make some spots. But my point is this isn't where you were two, three years ago. Where you need somebody in the draft or a free agency to come in and be a star be a, right. a guy that can contribute, like, whoever you draft to move is coming off the
4: bench. To move right. in around your Right, stock. like,
3: other than Jabari Smith, and I even still think he would, because I'm not taking Herb Jones off the court. No. So, I already know my starting five. Don't you know your starting five? Yeah, 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 yeah. you know your starting five. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Herb. And that's Second what I mean. You know, all rookie Shaden Sharp can develop yeah, his trash. game. You know what I'm getting at? Shaden Sharp can develop his game. He's got tremendous athleticism. Can shoot. All the, he can develop. He can work with Fred Vincent every day. He can you get what I'm getting at? So I, I would do that now, as opposed to maybe a couple of years ago. But that is a still a very huge game. Because again, taking on you, me, and Scott at Brother Martin or something might be a little different. St. Paulson, taking on top ten. Now he was the number one high school player coming out. There you go. So, I mean, at some point, you know, you gotta wonder if they're they're good enough to be able to do that. So, we'll do that. But the news of the day, and I gotta get into it because uh, you guys gotta hear it. So, nil, and if you've been listening to Matt Muscone after further review after us for the last two months, he's detailed, um, very, very. He's detailed. Collectives. what A&M did. It was a player that was going to go to LSU, wound up going to Texas A&M, you name it. Um, basically because of NIL and how much money he was going to get at Texas A&M in endorsements or deals as opposed to LSU. Well, Nick Saban, and, and look, and, and, and even Matt and a couple of people that follow, they've said, look, I mean, Texas A&M, essentially, quote-unquote, bought players. But no one's ever said that as a head coach. Well, until yesterday. <laughs>
2: uh, head coach Nick Saban of your Alabama Crimson Tide. You've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right? We didn't buy one player. Right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it.
3: Right? So that is that right then, right 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 then and there. And so Jimbo Fisher <coughs> Pardon had this to say this morning at a ten AM press conference. Um he went off to, to, to say the least. <laughs> and when I say he went off, he went off. <laughs>
5: First of all I'll say it's a shame. That we have to do this—it's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. And more importantly, seventeen-year-old kids—you're taking shots at seventeen-year-old kids and their families. That they broke state laws, that they are all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the—and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things—and these families—it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Wow. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families. And Texas A&M. Because we do things right, we're always going to do things right. But we are not.
3: <laughs> Alright, so we got a lot more to get into oh, that here. It, it got, it got, it got, uh, it got nasty. I don't know how else to put it to you. But we go over to LaRose It's way over in Katie's in mid city. 3701 Iberville as we bring in Truck. Hey, Curtis. Mr. Jerry, just
8: Claire, Sir, how are you today? Well, we're doing fine. I know you guys are enjoying a nice restaurant, Katie's, great food, uh, in the city. But I'm out here in the Bayou Country, and mm-hmm. Ida wiped out our local Popeye's uh, store, and it's been idle ever since. And I, I really quick, and I, I I hope Katie's doesn't mind us squeezing in a Popeye's commercial. But no. I have the uh, regional uh, manager Dwayne Hayes uh, right here with me.
7: How you guys doing over there? Doing well, man. How you doing, Dwayne? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to announce that we're going to be opening up the Popeyes uh, by the 31st of this month. If all goes well with construction um, and everyone from the LaRose uh, area can come down and get some uh, fresh Popeyes chicken.
8: We have a lot of job openings, uh, he's, he's looking for employees, so, uh, if you're in the South El area, how how many people are you looking for? Right now
7: I'm looking for 30 more people. I've hired about, uh, 30 people so far. We're looking for all types of positions, uh, cashier, uh, batter cooks, prep people, um, and even management positions. We, we are, we're looking for, uh, people that are interested in being, serving the Popeyes chicken. And we're
8: going to be there for the grand opening, and when, when you're shooting for what day? We're
7: shooting for the 31st. If all goes well, if construction goes well, which they're working very hard right now to, to get us back up and running, uh, we're shooting for the 31st of this month, and everyone is uh, invited to come down and get some of this food.
8: Well, there you have it. Popeyes and LaRose, uh, coming back to life. Uh, hopefully we could get a Katie's in LaRose one day, but, uh. <laughs>
4: there you go, Scott. The, yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. It's a challenge, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> we, we need you. I love
3: it. Uh, Dwayne, I, I do gotta Pardon say you. this, uh, my little guy, Carver. Requires me to hit Popeye several times a, a week. He loves the biscuits, yes. the mashed potatoes, dude. Just those biscuits are like uh, they're beyond addictive, man. I, I don't know what what's on there or how it works, but I can never just have one. You know, you get the the four piece, the three piece, always have to have the extra biscuits, dude. Always. Yeah,
7: yeah the biscuits are you know that that's something that they're my they're my weakness. You know, I <laughs> I, I try not to eat them every day, but I can't. I always got to have one with some strawberry jelly. Um, it, it, I can't tell you the secret to the, to the, to the biscuits, but right. I can tell you that it's amazing and they do a wonderful job making it.
3: So you do I that mean, right? Butter. One for you and one for everybody else is a yeah. high works. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. I, I know that
4: the local cardiologists yes. are going <laughs> to be really happy. Oh, to so oh, here we go. We're, oh, we're, we're so killing good. our listeners. It is good. <laughs> and Carver.
3: Yeah, Carver's sitting actually here in front of me, and, I, and he just turned his head when he heard Popeye's biscuits and was, as he dives into a plate of French fries here. So, well, guys,
8: <laughs> we. We appreciate y'all squeezing us in but I uh, just wanted sure. to introduce Dwayne to to, to to the public. Yeah,
7: come on down yeah. and I'm doing open interviews right now and um and I I love to see your face and I can't wait to see you guys on the 31st if all goes well.
3: All right. You need, thank you, you need guys. Yeah, no for sure Dwayne on the 31st so that Popeye's yes, will be opening if, if up over if all goes well. If, if all, all goes, goes well. well we're gonna, we we'll all know shoot. how that goes. Yes. <laughs>
7: <laughs> we're shooting for the 31st right now. <laughs> yes. So but they're working very hard to get this open.
3: No man, I hear you. Look, I still—I mentioned this earlier in the week. I, there's a house across the street from uh from mine. It's still blue tarts all the way around. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's uh, if all goes well. All right, yeah. man. Thank you so much, Dwayne. Thank you guys for your time. Thank yep, for you for sure. Thank you, Truck. Appreciate. Oh, uh, Truck, real quick. Yes. Uh, I know you're a baseball guy. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, you uh, have you checked out? See how your your Boston Red Sox are doing?
8: Uh, we're below uh, the cellar. Okay. So let, 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 let's not talk right about the socks the right now.
3: Well, I gotta put up with, uh, with Mr. Scott over here, cause, uh, he, he's a, uh, St. Louis Cardinal. Oh, a my man. lord. Yeah, of all of them, oh, right? Cause you know, I'm a cubby, so of, guys, of,
5: all.
4: We all, of all of them, none of us are doing really well. Here we go. So you're uh, not we'll, happy we'll either, huh? We'll give up the ha- bird. At least
3: I got a reason. Give <laughs> us the bird. Here I we go. Em. All right. Yeah. It must be must be nice to be in second place and be miserable. You're only three and a half back. I guess we only eight back. Let's see where uh trucks Red Sox are. Huh? Twelve. You're wow. You're thirteen back of the oh. Yankees already. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. gotta give. Him well, there's always next year. Oh no. always yeah, next chance. year. May nineteenth. One hundred sixty. Yes. All right. Games. Well, thank you, sir. All right, guys. Appreciate the time. All right, buddy. Take care. Uh Quick break. When we come back, we will continue. Our discussion, as we got plenty to get into here today on the show, as we're live at case 37-1 Iberville. Mr. Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, next on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, 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 hey.
0: RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call Revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name? Same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex Tough.
2: Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents.
7: The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at (laughs) 909-KING.
0: Can we talk talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
3: Welcome back. We're live at Katie's. And the little one just ordered a slice of pizza. So we'll see what happens here in a little bit. Jordan, you're going to have to wait for a little bit. Just letting you know. No, I know.
6: It's a very crowded bunch of people yeah, over no. in Katie's.
3: Wow. So um, we will see. What takes place between Texas A&M and Alabama coming up on October 8th? That's football. Still got some baseball, though, to deal with here as well. Some big weekend series, including for LSU. At LSU Tigers, voice is the way to follow Mr. Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, who joins us over in Nashville for a pretty big series. Chris, how are you this afternoon?
1: (laughs) I'm pretty good, man. I tell you what, SEC offseason football never disappoints, does it?
3: uh no i mean i know i had you on to to talk uh you know baseball here but i gotta imagine we're not the only ones talking about it and opening up the show here what was that like when you you heard uh jimbo this morning kind of go off
1: well i mean to be honest with you, you know obviously it didn't surprise me uh surprised me last night seeing one of those moments for coach nick saban where it seemed like he was finally venting um and and just didn't hold back. I mean, he took a swipe at A&M, took a swipe at his athletic colleague, Deion Sanders, Jackson State. I mean, he was, it was, it was for Nick Saban in a public setting, it was about as short earth as, as you will see. And it happens very quick moments. It happens a lot, but it happens in very quick fires. And then it goes away. But, uh, so no surprise that Kimbo yeah. today, he's not the type that's just going to let it go away. So, uh it's, it, Certainly makes for uh, great drama. It'd be a great. Uh, what do they do now? Of course, it's, it's non-scripted television, reality TV. Uh, yeah. Nothing better in sports than, than off-season SEC football.
3: Right. It's nothing like both of those schools complaining about one another, too. Right. Everybody just is looking at that, going, "Really? Is that what you're sort of complaining about?" But look, of uh, course, it, it's nothing new with life in the SEC, man. Whether it's football, obviously. We've seen how competitive basketball has gotten, and obviously you see on a weekend daily basis now um, what baseball is like. You know, I was looking at the D1 baseball projections, and a week ago LSU was hosting in a regional. This week going into this final series, they're not. They're the two-seed in Lubbock per that projection. But you still have four possibly if LSU hosts its five SEC teams hosting a regional. So uh, I guess that's just the way it is on the diamond in the SEC, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I've learned, Gus, in the seven seasons here at LSU is, again, it's great to talk about. It's great to kind of lay out a big 10,000 foot view when you go into this final week of regular season play. But, you know, kind of like preseason football polls, I've looked at until the NCAA releases that next Sunday, uh, or next Monday rather, I mean, it's all, it's as useless as a screen door on a submarine. So, you know, last week, as you say, we're hosting this week. We got swept by Ole Miss, so now we're not. Uh, I think one of the projections had us in Lubbock, Texas. Please, no, please, no uh, on a personal note. But so we'll see. You know, I mean, everything can change. I mean, you're looking at Vanderbilt 14-3 and three in SEC play. You're looking at LSU 14-13 and 13 in SEC play. And, and Vanderbilt real high in the RPI. So suddenly if LSU can put together a good series, play good defense, stay aggressive at the plate, and get enough out of their bullpen and a few of their starters, right. you know, suddenly you're you're, you're going to be, you know, jumping up quite a bit, uh, I would expect, in the RPI. And everybody now seems to agree the RPI is maybe the biggest ingredient in the deciding factor. So, again, there's going to be some other things outside of your control. But if you're Jay Johnson and LSU, the one thing you can control is playing great each game and trying to pick up wins here to finish up the season.
3: Right. You know, when we last talked, too, we were talking about the team uh, kind of trending in that direction like they had in the past, you know, of being able to play that good baseball. What do you think took place over the weekend against Ole Miss?
1: I think it's a team that, you know, again, based on the success, and you can't take anything away from the fact that LSU is 14-13 and 13 without really starting pitching in the SEC. I mean, again, taking nothing away from Mikael Hilliard um you know he's your he's your game one starter and again he was unable uh to go due to the weather stoppage on Friday night and you basically kind of kind of toss his effort aside because now you got to really play basically a full baseball game on Saturday without your game one starter so the fact that they've been able to do what they do this year without that is pretty phenomenal but it means you have a very small margin for error and that happens whether you're playing at home, and certainly when you play on the road in the SEC, your bullpen really can't have a weak link. Uh, it just it just can't. Uh, and I think for the first time, really all season in SEC play, the, the bullpen was not as sharp. There were some there were some moments, there were some good outings, but overall, not what we had seen in previous weekends. And again, that's a high bar to measure and to keep. Uh, so I, I say that by telling you, it, it's not easy to do. In fact, a lot of teams would tell you it's almost impossible to do. So, you know, they'll try to reset this week, and you know, they've got to they've got to play better in the infield. They know that; they've known that for a while. That'll be a challenge again coming up on the turf. Uh, only two places, I believe, in the SEC with turf. Maybe three. I'm not sure. I can't remember Missouri's. But overall, they just they just yeah. got to play better. And you know, there's one thing about this team under Jay Johnson, and I told him this Monday night. If history serves as any kind of weather vane. This team is usually, after a, a really, you know, downturn or a big upset, they've been able to bounce back, and they'll need to do it this weekend starting tonight.
3: Speaking with the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, Mr. Chris Blair at LSU Tigers Voice is the way to give a follow-over on Twitter. Coming up tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN2, LSU and Vandy in Game 1, the final regular season series here in the SEC. We're live at Katy. Chef Scotty. got something for Chris?
4: Hey, Chris, uh, Chef Scott from uh, Katie's Restaurant. How are you, man?
1: I'm so um, good, Chef. Uh, how you doing?
4: I'm living the dream, you know. And I, I just want to commend you on the job you've done with LSU Athletics since you've taken over. I know that was a big deal, and it was, it was difficult. And I know that, you know, the LSU fans can be really tough. So congratulations on your success there. Well, thank you. I'm just I'm amazed at something that you know, baseball players, including myself. I played a little bit of baseball. You know, we were taught when we were young was fielding and and not committing errors. And I'm just I'm amazed at at how this team has been so poor in the field, and I, I don't understand why. I, you know, I I guess you know it's practice, but. You know, they're just making too many mistakes, and it's cost them so many games. And it's just disappointing. I mean, I, I, I guess we don't have an answer for that. No one does, but uh, it's just been disappointing, you know.
1: Well, I would agree with you, and I think there's nobody, you know, in the LSU hotel here today in Nashville that would disagree with you. Um, I think some of it, uh, not to make excuses, um, you know, there's some guys playing out of position and learning a position. Um, you know, I think last weekend was a real setback because of the airs. You know, there was three in one game that, you know, really were costly. Um, you know, you're without your, your mainstay catcher, which I think always kind of sets the tone for any defense, especially at the college level and, for that matter, even at the major league level. Um, so I think there's some reason. You know, yesterday I went over when we arrived in Nashville went over to the stadium to get our booth all set up and, you know, watched LSU practice, and it was the overwhelming majority. They went and hit the cages today, but yesterday was about, you know, getting acclimated to the turf surface, which I think we'll find out, but I'm optimistic that it's going to help LSU a little bit because typically the ball is going to stay down, it's going to be low, it's going to skip across that turf, uh, which kind of takes some of the rules and variables away that you see on natural turf. So we'll see. Uh, but I can't disagree with you. The numbers have been awfully high. They well know it, and you're right. There's been a couple of games where you make a play here, and sometimes it's not even errors. That's what even hurts worse It's sometimes non-plays, as Jay Johnson says. You know, you don't get charged with an error, but it's a play you could have made that you didn't, and those add up over a nine-inning game.
3: I guess finally, Chris, as we wrap up with you, is that just the key sort of the – take each game at a time obviously you know what's at stake in terms of trying to host a regional do you think that's something coaching the team has kind of spoken about or you just kind of look at it and say hey let's just see what happens at the end of saturday night
1: yeah i think there's no doubt i mean talking to jay earlier in the week and being around him traveling out here on the on the plane yesterday and going to practice yesterday you know every ounce of effort right now is going into tonight's game and then depending on what happens in tonight's game then they have basically a structure to work with them, but then they'll get into the game plan for Friday's game and they'll do the same on Friday night going into Saturday afternoon's game. So I think they are putting every focus and all the emphasis on each game by game because they're so big. You know, the first three games of the season against Maine right now, in all likelihood, are as big as the final three games here at Vanderbilt. doesn't feel that way, and we all know when it comes to this time of the year, everybody's looking for that team that gets the momentum, plays their best baseball, uh, leading into the postseason. All of that is true, but they're going to take this game tonight as the biggest game. They're going to take this game as a championship game, uh, certainly as a playoff game. Uh, and then they'll adjust uh, depending on what the outcome is for tomorrow and do the same thing on Friday going into Saturday.
3: LSU Sports Radio Network kicking... Give a listen. Mr. Chris Blair, voice for the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers voice. Good luck this weekend, sir, and thank you for your time as always.
1: All right, Gus, and don't worry. I don't consider any bad luck, good luck, <laughs> no superstition involved with this guy because I can assure you, as opposed to any other play-by-play announcer in the country, whatever yeah. we do has zero impact on what the guys <laughs> do on the court of the field. I agree with you. Oh,
3: honestly. there's just some that don't. <laughs> That's what it is. Thank you, Chris. Really? appreciate the time, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know anybody yeah. like that. No, I, you don't. Jordan, you don't happen to know anybody like that, do you? Uh, no, no, doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy the call, buddy. All right, guys. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. Jake Madison locked on Pels. What would he do with the eighth pick overall in June 23rd's NBA draft? We'll talk about that next as we're live at Katie's. Iberville in Mid-City on ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or B N View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans.
0: CSX, a growing Fortune 500 logistics company, has immediate openings for freight train conductors. If you're looking for a rewarding career offering paid training at nearly $25 per hour, competitive benefits, and you share a passion for great service, apply today at csx.com slash careers. That's csx.com slash careers. CSX, committed to supporting military and veteran families and their communities. CSX is an equal opportunity employer.
7: Your first house, it looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's a place to gather. For others, a place to rest. And for others, it's a place that was a place to rest or gather until they built a stadium two blocks away, and now all you hear is a roaring crowd or someone asking if you're ready to rock. (laughs) No, you are not ready to rock. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than trying to drown
1: out 40,000 people by speaking really loudly. Incumbent worker training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The incumbent worker training program has helped us
6: to create knowledgeable,
3: skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance,
9: we end up staying on the cusp of of new things, new training.
7: It definitely helps our
5: employees grow in their craft skills.
0: Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP.
2: This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission.
5: What would you say you do
0: here? Sports. sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengal.
3: Welcome back. We're live at Katie's as we are happy to bring in Mr. Jake Madison at NOLA Jakes. The way to follow Jake Madison from Locked on Pells. Jake, good afternoon to you. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Gus.
3: Uh, you know what was nice, and I said this yesterday when we were talking about what it's like to uh, start a show, talk about a draft lottery, and almost be in a positive light, right? Where we're not worried about if that pick would have uh, changed the fortunes of the franchise, keep them from moving, make sure Zion is happy. It, it's literally like, great, what player can come in and add to what the Pelicans have? I don't know, how did you feel Wednesday
2: morning when, when you... We haven't felt like this, right? Yeah, It's a nice feeling to not be super stressed about what's coming next, right? This pick feels a little bit like Lanyap as opposed to, as you said, kind of make or break for the future of this team and what direction they go. You know, you look at some of the teams kind of at the top of the lottery here, particularly the Orlando Magic, maybe to a lesser extent the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. You know, they're still trying to rebuild, but they don't necessarily, unless you maybe think Jalen Green is the guy for Houston, have like that dude to build around, that cornerstone to build around, right? And the Pelicans have that in Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, and that's what you need to really start to move forward to putting your team together and becoming a playoff team. So New Orleans doesn't need that guy. They have those pieces in place. So this wasn't as stressful of that pick jumping into the top. It would have been nice, certainly. not going to complain if that were to have happened. But it just means they can kind of go in a variety of different directions, and it gives them a lot more flexibility than we've had in the future when it comes to this team.
3: I think one of the things, too, that's been interesting when you look at Jake is you have options. Like, you legitimately have options going into this, and they're good options, right? It's not bad options in terms of, man, what do I do here? What do I do that? Or... You know, like, i got to take this to go get that star athlete or that person that keeps one of your stars home. This is legit. You have some options. So what do you think are some of the top options for the Saints? I mean, for the Pelicans.
2: You know, so the way I'm looking at this is that they're in a position to actually be able to think long-term with this eighth okay. overall pick since there's no like glaring need on the team. And this is in stark contrast, right, to kind of how they've operated for the past, like, 15 years. Under the whole Deldam's tenure, it was, okay, we're trying to win now next season. We need to get a player right away. And that led to them trading away these first-round picks and not really having any sort of sustainable depth to the team. And that's kind of the key word, right? David Griffin wants to build a sustainable winner here in New Orleans, which means you need a pipeline of young guys being able to step up. Look at the Miami Heat, right? They started Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, basically two undrafted guys, second-round picks. They were hitting key shots for him. They're finding young guys to replace some of their older aging guys when those guys aren't playing well, like Kyle Lowry. And it's leading to them winning games. And New Orleans needs to start thinking about that a little bit here. So I think what they end up doing most likely with this eighth pick is just kind of go best player available. And the guy that looks like he's going to be A solid pro maybe has a ceiling of an all-star, so a lot of potential there that they need some time to develop and bring them along slowly. Maybe their shot needs work, so you have them work with Fred Vinton. Maybe they need to spend some time in the G League, but you're not going to rely on this guy right away. You'll bring him along slowly so that what some of the aging guys, CJ McCollum in particular, right, is going to need to kind of be moved out or retires or is no longer what he once was. You have that young player on a cost-controlled rookie deal so he'll be only be making seven, eight million dollars, able to kind of step up for you in the future. You know, to me, that's a guy like Benedict Matherin out of Arizona, who looks to be an elite scorer, I think, particularly with the second unit at, at the start. You have a guy like Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor, whose comps are Ben Simmons and Draymond Green. He's a very special defensive player, he can guard one through five, I think. But doesn't have much of an offensive game just yet. So you can bring him along with that. You can work on that with him. Those are two of the names kind of at the top of my list right now for the eighth overall pick for New Orleans thinking long term.
6: Jake, when you look at the Pelicans roster, I know there's three guys that m- I think most Pelicans fans can agree with. You know, they don't, you don't have to absolutely see them in a Pelicans jersey next year, but.
3: <laughs> Is that how you're going to put it? Hey, I guess that's how I'm going to put it, but. <laughs>
6: Jake, who are your guys that you don't see coming back next season for the Pelicans, and how are they going to be replaced on this team?
2: Yeah, you know, they don't have a ton of roster flexibility going into next year. You know, right now when you look at it, you know, they have a free agent in Tony Snell who's probably not coming back. I don't think he's any sort of priority for New Orleans to resign, which basically really means they have no real roster spots left open if you're factoring in the eighth overall pick's going to make this team, and certainly they would. So I don't think they're going to change much. I think this is going to really be a season where they kind of try and keep a lot of continuity going from last season to next season. Something they haven't had in a while, right? Imagine what that team is going to look like when... They've all played together over the summer. This is a team who went through various iterations last season. There was a lot of turnover to start the year. You shipped out Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. You brought in Jonas Valanciunas and Devontae Graham to start for them instead. That's 40% of your starting lineup right there. It jumps to 60% when you factor in Zion not playing at all this year. You had another big lineup change when you traded for C.J. McCollum, put him in there, too. Your rotations changed as the season went on. Jose Alvarado started getting more minutes than he should have been doing. So this team, I think, just needs some continuity. So I don't know if they're really looking to replace some of those guys as much with like a bunch of other players, and I think they're just going to say, let's let these guys work out with each other this summer. They finally have consistency in the coaching ranks as well. Will Green's going to be back. He can work with these guys. And let's see what that kind of internal growth, internal improvement, building chemistry, and all of that really looks like next season rather than being like, let's turn the roster over and kind of replace some of the guys. The ones that won't be coming back to the team, we're barely getting minutes anyway, so I don't think it's a significant difference. They'll add the ace overall pick to this team. They might look to sign someone with the mid-level exception. They have some of that money available in free agency. Likely around $6.5 million, though, so it's not going to net you anyone of significance. So unless they're really looking to move out a guy like Devontae Graham and his contract, you know, I don't think you're going to see a ton of roster turnover, and there's not that many avenues for them to really replace them either because this team is starting to get a little bit expensive and they'll be pushing close right. to the luxury tax, something they don't want to pay this season, maybe in the future, but probably not going into next season just yet. So, you know, we, we can talk about players that can look at free agency, but I think we're kind of spinning the wheels there a little bit as I don't think they're going to be that active in it. And it might be somewhat of a fairly quiet offseason for New Orleans, which, you know, after the past couple of years, maybe that's a good thing.
3: Yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. I was talking to Corey Glore, voice of the great wave, and he's a Bucks fan. And I was like, do, do you know where they pick? He's like, I have no idea until I told him. And I'm like, I can't wait to get to that point, huh, Jake? When, when most Pells fans are like, what, what selection are, because that means you are deep in the playoffs and mm-hmm. you're not really worried about the impact of that player that you're drafting. But you mentioned something I kind of want to get into in terms of being expensive. We I mean, obviously know you're going to make an extension offer for Zion. What do you do with Jackson Hayes?
2: Yeah, so like the million-dollar question, right? Here, right, that is a very big, big thing. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they're not going to offer him an extension going into this uh, into this season. I you know unless they really try and lowball him. I think they're going to let this kind of play out and see where he falls. He's shown some good things, right? He's shown improvement, but he's probably not where you'd want him to be going into his fourth year in the league. And I think they're going to kind of let this deal play out and say, okay, you can enter restricted free agency and we'll let the market decide. Kind of similar to what they did with Brandon Ingram to a certain degree of, you know, if you're that good, you'll get a max and then we'll offer it to you. And look, if you have to pay Jackson Hayes because he played so unbelievably well this year, it's a good problem to have because I do think long-term he's still a good type of big man and should pair well next to Zion Williamson eventually, but he definitely needs to be more consistent. He's been up and down even in this past year, and you saw that they couldn't pay uh, play him a ton in the postseason. That kind of put the ceiling on maybe the amount of money they're willing to pay for him with the looming extension for Zion, a looming extension for C.J. McCollum. Do you really want to get into the luxury tax for Jackson Hayes? And I'm not sure that that's a player I'd be willing to do that for. Useful potentially, but I think he really needs to kind of prove it this year, and this is kind of obviously his make-or-break year.
3: A very good point. And the other aspect I was going to ask you because uh, Jordan and I were discussing this yesterday. Shaden Sharp's a name that a lot of people are going to be talking about here over the next couple of weeks before that NBA draft. It, it's so strange to have that kind of talent and not have anything to kind of go on at a different level. Like, what? Would the fact that we didn't see him play a minute of college basketball concern you, or do you just go on, as you're saying, like the Pels can project and just kind of plan for the future?
2: If he is there at eight, I would take him immediately. Yeah, if See I was, that, Jordan? Oh, I, See that, Jordan? I, I'm pretty high on him. I'm everything. sorry, Jake.
6: I, has, I, I disagree. <laughs> listen, listen to Jake. Jordan,
2: I was about to like, congratulate you on graduating college <laughs> and be like, you learned so much. You're so smart now. You got your degree. Maybe you need to go back for another year. Oh, no. If yes. that's what you saying yes. about, yes. about oh, no. here. Yes. Um, <laughs> Look, he has. There's certain types of players that really succeed in the NBA, right? And he's kind of in the mold of a, a Scotty Barnes, right? Who won Rookie of the Year this past season. Same for Pat Williams, the year before, who got drafted fifth overall, I think, to the Chicago Bulls, or within the top ten. And he kind of projects me as one of those guys. His shot is good, from everything I've seen of it, right? He has all of the tools. He has incredible size, a six nine wingspan on a on a six six body or something like that. I forget exactly what it is. It might be bigger than that. Um, basically everything you want in kind of a prototypical modern NBA wing. Since this is an option for New Orleans to project long-term, yeah, get a guy like that. Mold him in the type of player that you want him to be. We've seen they're capable of doing that with this past draft. That's a guy that I would take a risk on because I don't see there's really any way that he fails out of the NBA. Worst case is he's a strong role player off the bench. And that's still a luxury to have in someone that New Orleans could really use. But that's on the worst-case scenario, in my opinion. So I think his ceiling is incredibly high. I think he doesn't last beyond five in this draft. I don't see him there at eight. Um, but if he is, that's a guy I would grab in a second if I were the Pelicans.
3: Locked on Pels, Mr. Jake Madison at NOLA. Jake, no doubt, uh, over the next couple of weeks you're your episodes are going to be interesting because I, I love this. There's ex, it, an excitement about this draft and even what they do in the second round that's different from what we had in the past. It's all not only positive, but kind of like, hey, how can they help them moving forward? I'm excited. I can't wait, you know?
2: It's a, it's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan right now. It's going to be a fun offseason, a fun beginning of next year.
4: So it, it's,
2: it's a good time.
3: Sounds good. and uh Chef Scotty, I told Jake if he's ever free on a Thursday, come on by. We got him.
4: Yeah, man. We'd love to have you. Brother, I've been listening to you for a long time. You are locked on the <laughs> No doubt <laughs> That's the name right of right. the show. There it is. I like <laughs> it, baby. Yeah, man. We'd love to, uh, to treat you to lunch. But so whenever you're free
3: on a Thursday, we're here.
2: Yep. All right. Come absolutely. On. That sounds great. No way I can turn a deal like that down. So I will definitely see you all soon.
3: Sounds come good. On. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Take care.
3: All right. We take a quick break and come back. Are you ready to talk to your baseball head coach, Jordan? I am ready. Right, yeah, right. Like to, the you know what? Since, co- since you're now a graduate, you can ask the first. You can welcome him in, and you can ask him the first question since they play tonight in the Southland Conference tournament. We need to talk I'm, to my baseball. You coach. ready about that?
6: I'm, I'm I'm ready. You know what I'm going to ask him? What's that how are you going to get the win tonight? How, that's it. That's it. I'm just right, worried about the fighting Blake Deans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had Blake last week on. I know, bro. Yeah, I told it you wasn't on my it was, day. Well. Yeah. He was only available on Wednesday. They played on Thursday. Yeah, well, it's the sports Hangover whatever. on your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Hey, 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 hey! Macho, macho, man. macho man! Yeah, I've got to be a
0: macho. i got, yeah. got to be a macho, macho man. Yeah, I've got to be a macho. Oh, macho. Shrimp boats is a coming. Since nineteen forty eight.
1: At 74 years. Hilario Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four-blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft coupling, single V-struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this. Hilario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder, now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut, a huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder, and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings, along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Alario Brothers before the season. That's Alario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at AlarioBros.com. Shrimp boats is a common.
0: their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a-comin', there's dancing tonight. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katengal.
3: All right, welcome back. We're live at Katie's, 3701 Iberville in Mid-City. Let's see, if I had one of Carver's slices of pizza, I'd be eating it right now and let you do the interview with yours. Head I don't want to slice a pizza, coach, pizza too. But no, you got to do your job, as you are now a graduate of Southeastern University as of last Saturday. So head coach Matt Reiser of the Southeastern Lions. First off, good afternoon. How are you?
6: Line up. I
9: appreciate you guys getting back on.
3: Yep, for sure. And, Coach, uh, my intern now is a graduate of your fine university, so he's going to start off the interview. I'm
6: going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a softball. How, how are you going to get the win tonight, Coach? What, what, what's your game plan? <laughs> don't give away uh, too much.
3: Or one
9: more run than opponent. I like there it. There it is. I like there it a lot. It That's, all it yep. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you got to
3: do, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Coach, uh, what, uh, what what a weekend it was last weekend. I know we talked last week about all of the different teams that had an opportunity and literally, you know, one run here, one run there could have been the difference between a, a shared uh, championship.
9: Yeah, yeah, wild weekend, man. Uh, you know, all, uh, you get the time you use getting general weather, too, so not only do we have six opponents, you know, teams playing for a championship, you know, one game apart, uh, you know, mother nature gets in there and just a of 9 a.m. doubleheader on the last day. Why not? Right. So, but the guys fought hard, man. I thought they did a really good job, picked up the position, you know, in all honesty, starting out 0 and 4 in common play. A lot of people counted us out. And, right. Uh, but the guys continue to believe in themselves, man. And, uh, came down to 11th inning, you know, walk off single. Uh, that was a banger at the plate. You know that, hey man. If you go and we got video review, maybe we're still playing. You know, don't know the outcome, but maybe we're still playing that game. But uh, just proud of the way the guys fought, man. I thought they did a really good job overcoming a lot of adversity over the year. And and the main thing, you know, we got the host fight, right? We get to host this side of our bracket, the conference tournament, the first round.
6: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that. Uh, I mean, how big is that for you to be able to even host? You know part of the bracket at your hometown like you were just mentioning how, how big of an advantage is that for you guys
9: yeah it's huge man you know we uh we really love hammond uh you know, there's a lot of great things great people in hammond and why so we call it hammond america right we broke out the jersey this year that you know, kind of honored that and play for you know we don't play uh for the name the a we play for the name on our chest and uh take a lot of pride in this university a lot of pride in this town and to be able to bring this back here and have our home fans be able to experience it here in Hammond at the Pat, man, there's a lot of magic here. Uh, a lot to be said about that. So, all season special for us, you know, to be able to do this. You know, last year we uh, we had, uh, you know, we had to watch somebody else dogpile here. Just uh, go around, we get a second chance at it and get an opportunity to, you know, go and do, do what we do at the Pat.
3: So, Coach, you guys take on Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and in the – series that you guys faced them on earlier this year in april you took two one. do you take anything from those series is it different are both teams in different spots i mean it it's basically a little over a month ago or or can you take some things that worked in that in that one
6: yeah
9: i mean obviously this time of year there's no secrets you know we're getting a game you know 50 whatever and uh basically if you ain't prepared at this point <laughs> you know i mean you're not gonna be prepared so uh, there's some similarities obviously of, of you know, some familiarity of what we do and what they do and uh in the same sense, you know, they had one of the best hitters out in Vernon Ryan. Uh I think he got a week hurt the week before and was out for about three weeks of commerce play and now he's he's back to help that offense go a little bit. Some guys stepped in in his place and had really good weekends uh while he was out, but you know, they're back to, to full strength and you know, obviously we're we're rock and rolling doing our deal. I think that was kind of the turning point for us. You know, we had that rough Friday night game against them when we got run ruled and Uh, We kind of got some things figured out against the Incarnate Word, felt like we were going the right direction, you know, and we made a statement to make sure that that was not going to be a a reset for us, that we weren't going to go backwards, and uh, did a really good job overcoming some things Saturday and Sunday, you know, Sunday game, we had lost our start in the third inning due to an injury, and the guys just persevered, and that's kind of when we got in this mentality of, uh, let it be the reason why we succeed, not the excuse why we fail
6: coach will kinsler is going to be taking the mound for you guys all all conference arm is going to be on the mound tonight how big has he been for you guys this season and tonight
9: yeah he's been a been a warrior in all honesty man you know he's been battling the spring ncl since the McNeese series and we held him out against hbu guys did a good job filling in for him also we got to sweep that weekend and, you know, got him back healthy last week, got him on the mound, ready to rock and roll, had a great outing take over. It's be a little redemption for him. You know, this is this is his worst outing of the year was against this crew, against Corpus Christi on that Friday night. Uh did not have his stuff, didn't have, you know, really anything command, uh the whole kick the boodle. and you know, when you do that against the decent uh offense, it gets a good offense and they're gonna hurt you and they did that on that Friday night against him. So it's a little chance of redemption for him. You know, on the flip side of that, they've got the freshman of the year going on their side, so uh, you know, on paper, it looks like a, a pitcher's duel, uh, type of deal. You know, if you come down, who, who executes and who makes the least amount of mistakes. Uh, but in the same sense, you know, that's why you play the game. We might look up, think it's going to be a 2-1 game. It might be a 20-18 to 18 game. Who knows the way this game goes.
3: Might be huge, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I, I don't know if your heart can take 20 to 18. Is That what, is that was you. Yeah, want me neither, for? Gus. In <laughs> all honesty, I'd rather, uh, <laughs> let's, let's just make it, let's just make it a normal game.
9: 2018, we did that a Houston tab a few weeks ago. I'm a little over that one.
3: Uh, well, I guess one of the other things too, as, um, Jordan and I have talked about it too, that, that atmosphere of being able to host there, and it's awesome to have your fans be over there, cause all that kind of, kind of adds to it, and this, I mean, this is kind of what you play for, right? To, to postseason play, obviously the goal is regionals, but I guess the step right before that is to be able to host a chance to, to be able to get to this championship game, so, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're expecting a nice crowd, and as Jordan always likes to say, having people ready to line up.
9: Yeah, no doubt. We need a great crowd, man. Uh, you know, they've, they've been good with us all year. They've stuck around all year and they need to continue to do so, man, because the guys feed off of it. I mean, that's what we talk about, right? Let me go to other ballparks and home field advantage. and some, some are home field advantage because they know their park. some home field advantage because not only do they know their park, but they've got a great crowd behind them in these guys big moments. And, uh, you know, and obviously our crowd does that there at the pack. I mean, it's a special place when you get here underneath the lights at nighttime. And, Uh, you get the crowd into it, you get the video board and music going. It's a a special place that can really juice you for, to win the moments. And that's what this group's done. Uh, they've done a good job of kind of having some blinders on, not listening to the outside noise and focusing on what they need to, which is us, uh, and done a really good job of identifying the moments in the ball game to be able to win, uh, to win the day. So, uh, the crowd obviously plays, I think, a big part of that. When we get in that moment, we recognize that moment, you got a little bit of juice flowing in the ballpark. Uh, you know, helps you kind of, kind of win that moment and overcome some things and, uh, and persevere and to be successful.
6: Coach, we always appreciate you coming on over on Thursdays to talk about your Southeastern Lions team. Our Southeastern Lions. There
3: we go. Now you, they, they, are. are they right? are. They, uh, are, they uh, are. You have life, a diploma. you forever now, baby.
6: <laughs> Hope, go get that win tonight, coach, and good luck.
9: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys for having me
3: on lineup, baby. We're Line always a... PleasureLionSports.net It's a way to go check them out over on the athletic website here, here as well And as always, uh, do you know the Twitter page, sir? Do you know it?
6: At lineup Baseball over oh, on Twitter
3: Oh, look at you, you know that already Good job there, sir That's so weird to look at you as a graduate
6: I am, I'm a man Real.
3: You know, Mr. Scott uh, probably could use some bus boys up here, you know like I could there. use some food. servers could use some food, huh? I could use some
6: food. But well, it's busy. I mean, it's packed in here.
3: It is. 37-01, Iberville in Mid-City, Cadiz. Hours two and three coming up. That was just hour one. We've still got plenty to get into. It's the sports hangover on ESP in New Orleans.
4: Welcome to Allstate. But we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together.